We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Rotowire DFS podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. I'm your host, Joe Pizapia, and with me, the other part of my tag team championship, Todd Zola, my tag partner. What's happening, my man? How you doing? Man, you left me hanging. I was looking for the looking for the hot tag, and you just I guess you were knocked out. I was. I was totally knocked out. Somebody hit me with a chair from behind. But did you see SummerSlam, by the way? Did you watch uh, the pay-per-view on Sunday? Yes, I did. I'm not a closet fan. I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm. You know. I'm, yes, I'm a wrestling fan. I don't hide it. I don't. Uh, I don't broadcast it either. But yes, I watched SummerSlam. And uh, what was your take? Thumbs up. Thumbs down. Uh, positive. Um, I was fine. I actually really liked the uh, the the Owen Styles match. It was more more the old school psychology tell a story sort of thing. I really got into that match even more than the fantastic spots and the sort of other stuff that went on. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was definitely a highlight. I thought the women were great. I thought the uh, Cesaro Sheamus tag match with uh, with Rollins and uh, and Ambrose was pretty good as well. So lots of fun things. And and you got to see you know someone throw a table onto Brock Lesnar. That that's always fun. Uh, that know? was. I mean that yeah no that was a fantastic spot too. And I was weird because it looked like he had his arm up. It looked like he's gonna you know absorb the blow. I'm surprised it didn't snap off when that thing fell on. That was a. Uh, that was just, you know, brutality, that whole thing. But, yeah, that's kind of why I like the old school. I just thought the spots were great with Shane. They made it look real. And, uh, yeah. and he did, you know, he, he he played the middle line perfectly. I mean, he gave no, uh, you know, he didn't show, you know, did it just did it just right. I mean, for, for a guy that's, I mean, he's been in the business, but, you know, whatever. Still, he played the part perfectly. All right, we're going to have to do a whole other podcast and we'll cover all the pay-per-views. Maybe we'll talk to DVR about letting us do that. But right (laughs) now we're going to find some pictures that we hopefully don't want to put through a table today. Let's see if we can figure that out. Cash games, well, it's going to be an interesting setup here because we got Chris Archer at the top for $10,200. You got Carrasco at $9,300 at home against Boston Red Sox. 
Uh, Tanaka, to me, not an entity coming off the shoulder injury. No way, no how. And then you got Jimmy Nelson, who on the road, the numbers are questionable. But the matchup in the ballpark factor are all good. And he's at 8,700, and Patrick Corbin's at 8,700 too. Now, I want to bring up Carrasco, Archer, Nelson, and Corbin. I want to put them in here. Let's put this fatal four-way, if you will, (laughs) and recreate SummerSlam and talk about this. Because in this fatal four-way, I got to say, against the lowly New York Mets, who have, you know, basically jettisoned everybody now, and, you know, it's pretty dark days over there for in, uh, in Queens. Patrick Corbin, the last three starts, has been outstanding. Not good, outstanding. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think that's the best, safest bet for my money. And I can't believe we're here, you know, at the end of August saying that, but I think we have to kind of realize that this is what's going on in this moment in time. Corbin's the guy for me in cash games today. Who's your cash game guy? Um, you're really going this moment in time, which is what they say on the the interviews and wrestling. It drives me Mm -hmm. crazy as opposed to what moment as opposed to a moment, not in time. Yes. Well, well, you know, I I had a (laughs) moment, not in time in Vegas once, but I, (laughs) okay, there you go. Yeah, Yeah, no, back to back on topic. (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, I was look. I'm looking you know, as you know, Mr. Cash game. I can't. I don't know who I'm going to use tonight. I in that when I when I when that goes through my head, I usually say, well, it's a, it's a it's a GPP night instead. But it's it's they're not bad choices. But I just don't know which is the one. But there's no one that sticks out. Corbin's tough. I know that you know the problem with a team like the Mets, and this is narrative, anecdotal, and who the heck knows. But sometimes when this happens and you're, you're starting to play with you know house money, they're just loosey goosey and just go nuts and they play well. I don't know that that will happen with the Mets. Well, in all fairness, Tommy Malone's on the other side of the mound. That is true. That is, that is, you know, well, that's very true. So let's just want to throw that out there, so, too, in I terms mean, of who's going against. It's tough. I mean, Corbin rates up high on my board, and the, the you know bang for the buck, there's so many that are close. I just – I don't know. Um, well, that's kind, of the, that's kind of the purpose, though. I mean, you bring it up, and I think that's right. You see the board like this, and there's no clear option. So, yeah, probably a night where – you know, if you only play cash games that maybe you just size it down a little bit or you try your hand in the GPP world. But I would say this, uh, I'm looking at this as another one where you might be able to take a cash lineup with a Corbin and play it in tournaments and see how it does. Because if you're, if there's no guy that sticks out, it's worth a couple thousand dollar premium. Then to me, you might as well go with the most cost efficient guy and try to build the lineup point floor from offense right Todd yeah 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 no absolutely I'm, I'm just more the yeah yeah had more to do with what I'm thinking about pitching than a reaction to your comment I guess <laughs> yeah yeah piece of pee go back in your hole <laughs> you bastard I, you know I'm still I could the point being in my head I was just just as you were taught you that I'm thinking I kind of convinced myself back to Samarja who I know wasn't in your in your in your list but he's a couple hundred dollars a few hundred dollars less than the most of those guys just the innings and the strikeouts I just, I mean, I know Milwaukee has a chance to get some homers too, but in San Francisco, I think I'm just going back to the skills, and I am a skills guy. I would probably be using Shamarja in my cash games. All right, let's talk about some of the pitchers that we want to kind of go against here because there's certainly a lot of those. You got Rowley and Stewart at the bottom here, along with Marco Gonzalez and Blackburn. There's certainly uh, no shortage of bottom feeder young pitchers <laughs> out there. Uh, Lucas Sims, also a guy who's got talent, but, you know, Still green, still probably, you know, not long for that game. Then you got our some of our favorite gas cans out there, like Homer Bailey, who's in Cincinnati against the Cubs. Right. You got uh, Boyd out there. You got Tyson Ross, another one, Tommy Malone. Uh, to me, I'm thinking Arizona. I'm thinking the Cubs. I think that's where I want to put my money tonight in terms of offense. There's a, yeah, I, don't even, I don't remember if you, if you mentioned Fister or not. 
but uh, he you know used a gas can too, or potential. Yeah, not no, even get up of, that high. No. <laughs> yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of places to go. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm more of especially with the price, and we'll get to it. I think I'm more of a couple of mini stacks tonight than I am just any one play. I want exposure to a few different places. I know that's you know again, it's a cash game thinking. Uh, as opposed to stacking one full-on team in the, uh, I mean, any of these places you can stack it. If that's if you want to pick four guys, pricing so you, such you can do it. You can pick four hitters from any of these teams, and and maybe you land on the best stack. There's just there's five or six spots tonight. All right, let's talk about some of the. Are you feeling lucky pitchers in the middle real fast? Let's let's talk about you know okay. Tanner Rourke, who historically the last couple of years have been very good. This year, not so good. The ERA is ballooned up to almost five. But if you aren't been paying attention lately, he's got three straight quality starts. Is this a guy potentially we're talking about low ownership, especially because he's at Houston, or is that just too much to ask right now? Yeah, not. I know you know he's been pitching better to me. It's still, I, I want I want more than to be contrarian to be my reason. And I know Houston strikes out, but not as much as they have in the past. I just don't see the upside. I don't. I don't see the. Uh, I can't make a case for the upside. All right, can you make a case for one of the two pitchers in this game? You got John Gray in Kansas City. Good start his last time out. Obviously, he's not going to be in Colorado tonight against Danny Duffy at home against Colorado. Can you go either one of these two guys, or is this another one where you just prefer to pay up a little bit more for some larger one of the other fellows we talked about earlier? Probably. Not, you know, it's not as true this year as it's been in the past couple of years, but you could have made a lot of money using a southpaw against the Rockies on the road the past couple of years. They're still not quite as uh, – they're still not great against him, but it's not quite the same. And to me, Duffy's just not quite the same. It's not priced quite where I want to do that with yet. Uh, Gray, it's got the strikeout potential. Kansas City does have some strikeout uh, upside, but he's just not doing it yet. So, I mean, one of the reasons why it's so hard at the top, I mean, there's five or six or seven guys at the top to choose from. I mean, I, I'd probably go there as opposed to trying to get one of these guys in the middle. All right, let's go over to catcher. Let's talk about some of these guys. Our, our friend Jonathan Lucroy all the way down at 2,300 on the road against Duffy in the lefty-righty matchup. You got uh, all the way continuing to go down there. You got guys like Austin Hedges, you know, some cheap power at 21. Is that where you're going tonight, or you prefer no. a matchup where you want to pay up for someone? No, it's not even paying up. Uh, unless my numbers, unless I pulled the wrong numbers, 3,500 for Sanchez against Boyd. I mean, you just put it in there and you move on. Very good. Let's do that. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean. I'm fine with that, man. I, yeah, I got yeah. no worries. Sanchez, Boyd, move, you know, next. What's up at first? All right. Well, and look, it's a night where you could do that because you don't no, allow a lot of these pitchers where you're spending, you know, an extra $1,000 or 2000 on right. a premium on a sale or a Scherzer. That's not happening tonight. So you can do if that. You look, all right. So, so you, that's a cash game play. If you're looking for the, uh, if you're looking for the contrarian aspect of it, if you are looking for somebody else, uh, hmm. I mean, Grandal's been pretty solid in terms of power output. As long as he's in the lineup against Tyon, I would feel pretty good about him. He's been very yeah. consistent lately. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a place to look. And uh, let's see. What but again, you, you know, it's only four hundred dollars difference. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Luke Roy Duffy. I, I, I get you can you can go there for your for your contrarian action, but I'm I'm probably not messing with it. As even in <laughs> even in GPP, I'm just going Sanchez. All right, I love Paul Goldschmidt tonight at first base at 4,100. Now, it's easy to say I love Paul Goldschmidt, but it's a lefty-righty matchup. I know the last couple of games he's got no hits in his last, what, oh, 11 at-bats. Oh, he must suck. Paul Goldschmidt must be the worst player of all time because he's, you know, 0 for 11 right now. Guess what? Nothing breaks an 0 for 11 streak like Tommy Malone. 
to me, you want to talk about no-brainers? This is another one, no-brainers. And we're starting to build. You can see the well, offense here is a, is a strong cash game offense. So, you know, sometimes you do it with a pitching in the cash game. Sometimes you do it with offense. Don't be afraid to go big bats there with a pitcher that you just believe can get you that 35, 40 points. Yeah, well, the problem with you said no brain. The problem with first base, you can throw a throw a dart and land in a good play tonight. There's just they're, they're all over the place. Um, Vado Lackey, nothing wrong with that. Encarnacion, Fister, Rizzo, Bailey, you know Abreu, who's been on fire. Gibson, these are all incredible plays, and that doesn't even take you know pick 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 your favorite Tampa first baseman against Rowley. You got you know you got Duda and you got. Uh, 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 well, you well, Ploof, but I'm Laura, Morrison's I'm looking at, right? So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, the best, I don't know, is that the best one? Could well, be. But I think, you, I think, I, I, I think when you're talking about skill set, I think Goldschmidt's the best because of the power and the speed combination. So, the, the less chance of him bottoming out. However, I'm glad you brought up Abreu because that's the guy I wanted to touch on too at 35. If you wanted to have some cost savings in there, I think that's definitely the guy that you would go to. And the guys above Goldschmidt, you know, I don't think Brizzo or. Vado necessarily tonight worth a four hundred dollar premium. Well, Vado's my top of the board guy. Without okay, a all right. I'm I'm but, sticking with Paulie G. Yeah, that's that's where I'm sticking tonight. Of course, you could throw Encarnacion in there as well at, at thirty nine. But again, that's kind of that weird. You know, why don't you just go up another couple hundred or yep. go down a couple hundred? I think that's what you got to do at first base. And I don't think it's a night where you know you really need to worry too much about it because some nights where you have to trim the fat. First base is where we usually tend to start here on the podcast, but I don't think you need to do that tonight. Let's nope. go over to third base. Let's talk about Chris Bryant at 43. Now, there's one where we talk about matchup and Homer Bailey. I think I'm willing to pay up here. How about you? Yeah, he's on. I mean, again, there's, there's not quite as many uh, third basemen as there are first basemen, but just due to the matchups, there's a ton of them out there tonight. And we're at the time of the year where our sponsors tend to uh, loosen up their algorithm a bit. And you can get a lot more good players in there. I know why they do it. It's fine. Uh, good for the good for the industry uh, to get more people involved this time of year when more people are involved in DFS in general because there's another sport that's about to start up. There is. Uh, what sport would that be? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I'm a Patriots fan, so I'm not going to. So am I. Guys, guys, we win here on this podcast. That's what that's all about. Uh, there you go. All but, you know, haters. Yeah, nothing wrong with Brian. Um, you know, you can't go wrong with Arenado against Duffy, Beltre against Nolasco, Machado against Blackburn. Again, even Frazier against Boyd. There's just so many there's so many spots tonight at first and third that um you All right, can- well let's talk about another spot. Thirty five hundred dollar Devers over here. Uh lefty matchup right now, uh facing Carlos Carrasco. Now that's a tall order for a young kid. This is a this is one of the better pitchers in the in the American league. Is that scare you off at all from Devers tonight? Or is there another guy that you like who's comparable in terms of price? Uh-huh. Uh, nothing scares. I mean, having watched Devers, nothing scares me at this point. I mean, the, you know, I know, I know Chapman isn't you know normal, but this is a guy that took Chapman opposite field and, and you know for a into over the monster. So I'm not you know quality of pitching doesn't scare me. It's baked into the price a bit. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it's all it has also has to do with the, the lineup and the team though, and you know, the, the, uh, more concerned about how many runs the Red Sox will put up tonight. Therefore, how many runs in RBI he can uh, Devers can get. So. It's 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 not a bad play, but I'm just I don't think we're going to see a uh, it, it, with with Fister on the mound. If the run totals eight or nine, you 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 know that the implied total of uh, Cleveland will be a bit higher than it is for the Red Sox. Fair enough, fair enough. Anybody else here at third base you think uh, is drawing your attention? Do you think is worthy of starting? Uh, again, the, with the prices being such they are, not just at third but all over the place, 
I don't think you need to look to save, as you said, trim the fat. I don't think you need to do it at third base. All right, very good. Let's go over to second base and see what that looks like. Uh, you got the top of the board here, uh, usual suspects. Well, let's let's start off another way. Let's start off. <laughs> you look at this board before you even get through here. Tell me right now, where does your eye go right right now? Jason Kipnis. Okay, Kipnis and why? Uh, Doug Fister. He's hitting second. Uh, the price is uh, it's in between, you know, fairly priced in a punt play, but at thirty three hundred, uh, it's just that's that that's where I'm going. Um, probably anyway. There's just there's not nearly as many matchups that stick out to me as there were at first and third. So that that's where my eyes go right away. I mean, you can make plays for some other people, but that's where I go. All right, very good. Uh, let's also talk about some of the other guys here on this board that uh, wouldn't have Altuve, 44. I think, you know, that's pushing that limit there. Uh, you got Daniel Murphy over there in Washington tonight. You got Scope at home in Baltimore, a uh, guy that we've been on quite a bit, whose price continues to be kind of in that nice range there where you just still like him. Scope coming off another game with another home run. He's up to 27 on the year. He's got 91 runs batted in. Just an outstanding season. I mean, he's at 91 runs batted in right now and we are even at september 1st that's an outstanding season for scope i'm my eye goes to there uh and whitten merrifield's another one that i just continuously just keep playing because the price is always somewhere in that middle and he's a good bet to go three or four times value i just i like his skill set uh he might not have the ceiling that some of the other guys and that's something you have to understand right. the gbps he's going to be limited in terms of uh, what he can offer you and i and i keep going at logan foresight too because Logan Forsythe's another one where his cost savings, 3K, Tyon's been a little rough. I know Forsythe is up and down a little bit, but I think that's another GPP kind of play if you want to throw him in there in a lineup and pay up for a pitcher, which is one of these nights where you can do it and not break the bank. Let's go over to shortstop, Francisco Lindor, 37. Uh, Corey Seager, 37 as well. You got Elvis Andrews up there at 36. And, of course, the one the only, Tim Beckham, the <laughs> lightning rod, Tim Beckham, who just, uh, you know, it's slowing down a little bit. <laughs> but yeah. I, I guess here's the question. Because it, it's slowing down a little bit, does this somehow make him more appealing? Because in terms of ownership, maybe you get a little bit less heat on him? Yeah, perhaps. Again, again the, this is the other position. There's just not as much here as there are at first and third tonight. And there have been, there are, you know, it's not because it's first and third versus second and short. There have been slates where I can't, you know, can't decide on which of my six shortstops I want to use. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not the position. It just happens to be the night in the matchups. But sure, um, Blackburn is one of those, you know, kind of fool you pitchers. So, you know, he can be on, but he also can be racked. And I'm not all that scared of the Oakland bullpen. And it is in Baltimore. So he should definitely con- should continue to be on the radar. All right. Also, Gene Segura, 33. Big discount for him tonight, which I don't quite understand how or why that's the case. I think the ownership's going to be high, but that doesn't scare me off. I actually, you know, when you come down to a guy like Segura and shortstop, when you don't have the Trey Turners around there and the Correas around there and the big upside shortstops, to me, I kind of look at it saying, hey, at least Segura can score me points in a couple of different ways. Let's talk about Anderson Simmons for a second, too, at 32. Uh, this is another guy, you know, he's got a matchup against Tyson Ross tonight if you do want to get into this Angels bag a little bit. Last couple of games have been, you know, pretty decent, putting up points three times value at least in his last three games. What are your thoughts on Simmons tonight? In general, he's just been so surprising. And so it's so good to see because he's such a good defender and it's sort of translating the hand-eye coordination, finally translating. Well, he's always made contact, but now it's just solid contact. No, don't mind it at all. Ross, uh, you know, uh, if Ross goes five innings, it's a, 
it's it's sort of a, a win. I, I can't imagine. He just hasn't been going that many that deep in the games. And the Texas bullpen, as we know, isn't that strong, not just at the back end, but at the front end as well. So that's that's a decent play. He's usually he's been hitting he's been hitting higher up in the order. He's been hitting as high as second a lot, Simmons. So yeah, I don't mind that one all because you know there's nothing you can point to and say there platoon advantage, great park, weak pitcher. You know you can't. There's no one you can really go with. Uh, you know Simmons doesn't check all the boxes, but he certainly checks enough of them. All right, baseball is been here and football's on its way so don't get stranded out on first base without a rotowire subscription and don't miss out on this great offer make your first deposit on FanDuel today and you'll get a free six-month rotowire subscription that's right go to fanduel.com slash rotowire to claim it you must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible and users may only establish one account on FanDuel that's fanduel.com slash rotowire onto the outfield Mike Trout 4800 Tyson Ross can we go to Mike Trout tonight can we do a responsible Mike Trout 4800-hour 4, lineup? You almost you almost have to, I think. I mean, that's yeah. what I say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. We've we've talked about some savings so many places. Yeah, for, I mean, forty eight hundred for Trout against Ross. I don't get it. I guess what they they, they just kind of I guess everything's all relative. So everything you know, if that's the highest amount on the board, it's the highest amount on the board. It's just not high enough. Yeah, I would agree. I would expect him to be five or over. Yeah, you know, somewhere around fifty-one tonight against that matchup. But I think you take advantage of it. Uh, let's talk about Nelson Cruz as well. Another guy who's coming off a good month here in August. Uh, he's got the young pitcher Lucas Sims here. I mean, we talk about power too. I almost wonder if Cruz is, in some ways, the better play because the power Cruz has shown this month has been outstanding. Well, I'm not worried about you know this month. I mean, I'm not going to use this month versus whatever. I mean, uh, I to me, Trout's still the uh, the overall play there. But sure, I mean. Cruz is top 10. He, uh, he doesn't come out number one for me, but he's easily in the top 10. All right. And you got Charlie Blackman outside of Colorado in Kansas City, but it's lefty-lefty. You think this is a trap or is this an opportunity? Nah, I'm, I, there's too many, other, too many other spots. There you go. There you go. Process of elimination. All right, let's go down to some of the mid-range guys here. You've got Adam Duvall at 44. Uh, I think that's one we could both kind of get on, get behind yeah, there. He comes number two on the board tonight for me. Mookie Betts against Carrasco at 39. Let's talk about him for a second. Another guy where we love the skill set, a tougher pitcher matchup against Carrasco. Uh, what are your thoughts here? Is this a price and a risk worth taking? No, I mean, maybe if that, you know, if he played a different position, but not, there's just so many outfielders to choose from. I don't think I want to, I don't, I don't think I want to use the spot. Well, I tell you who I want to use and is JD Martinez at 39. Yay. Hooray yeah. for Diamondbacks. Pollock coming off a game last <laughs> night, too. Um, Pollock, J.D. Martinez, Goldschmidt, give me my D-back stack, and I'll be a happy boy. That's that's really what I want today. You're not worried about the, the bullpen of the Mets? <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried that they can only give up six <laughs> runs and not eight. That's my <laughs> only worry. Like they, you know, because the, the Mets will screw you if you're a Mets fan. Yeah, the, the Mets will screw you if you're a Mets fan somehow, some way, even when they're, you know... <laughs> Even when they're helping you, or at least you think they are. Uh, let's talk about the other side of that game for a second, too. You got Michael Conforto at 38. Uh, and this is a season two started off, you know, bananas is another lefty lefty matchup for Conforto, but he's hit lefties better this year. Uh, he's probably going to be in the lineup tonight. I can't imagine him not being now that they've jettisoned so many players. Is there any opportunity there, too? Or you think 3,800 that's a little bit too costly? Uh, too costly. Yeah. Again, there's so many different choices. I mean, there's some guys at the top didn't even touch on that are that I like just as much. So yeah, it just, it's not worth to me. I, 
to me, again, I need more than to be contrarian as the reason. All right. Because well, he said lefties well this year, doesn't do it for me because that's just a small sample. Now, if you like Gary Sanchez against Boyd, do you like Aaron Judge as much? As much? Well, no. I mean, it, it, Sanchez is a cash or GPP play. I like him as a GPP play, but I, I don't. He's he's not in. He's nowhere near a cash lineup. But uh, you know, he's he, he comes out third on the board. But there's probably more variance around that. All right, don't look now, kids. But yeah. I've been saying it for a couple of weeks now, and Byron Buxton's been producing, and right. his price tag was still somewhere around three k or under some nights. And now it's all the way up to thirty four, and that's because Buxton's starting to figure it out a little bit. He's stealing some bases. He's got a couple steals in his last seven games. He's got three home runs over that time. He's looking like an outstanding play. He's got Giolito, who's still basically a Triple A pitcher in my opinion. Uh, so he doesn't scare me at all. I'm liking Buxton tonight, and you know you can even. Throw some of those other twins, perhaps, in there as well into this lot in conversation. What are your thoughts on Bucks and tonight? Thirty. Yeah, one of the things I know you said a little bit down in the order, but the uh, I think I haven't checked lately. But last time I checked, the White Sox were the easiest team to run against, and I know there's been some catcher movement, and you know, especially with you know them as well. But uh, especially a new kid coming up, how you know does he is he in sync with the moves and the slide step and all that kind of stuff? To me, this is a night where Buxton can get three steals. So yeah, I'm all over him tonight. I agree a hundred percent. There are 3,200. I absolutely love AJ Pollock. I mentioned it before. Yeah, against Malone is a no-brainer. Um, they'll be into the bullpen probably around the fourth inning, if not sooner. Uh, so <laughs> well, just keep that starting in the game with a bullpen. They on. might just. I mean, well, <laughs> <laughs> they're starting a game with a dumpster. And then what's going to happen is uh, the umpire is going to throw a match into it, and then that's, that's going to be whoever starts the game for the Mets because that's pretty much where it's uh, I guess people become. have heard by this point that our friend Steven Matz is now uh, yes. officially out for the, the year. Uh, and we'll see a next year question mark maybe. Who knows? Uh, but I think, I think that experiment's now officially over. So, you know, I hope you all enjoyed that highlight of his grandpa getting excited <laughs> because that's probably going to be the pinnacle <laughs> from a couple years ago. Uh, anybody else here before we uh, close the book on this one in terms of outfield that pops to you in terms of price yeah, and return value? Yeah, again, these are just the guys at the top. No, not necessarily price order. Uh, 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 Jay Bruce against Doug Fister, you got to like that. Uh, Cespedes against Corbin. I know Corbin's been doing well, but still. Cespedes, if there's such thing as a reserve, reverse split, it could be him. You want your punt play, you got Scott Shebler, and I have to say that one just because I've been mispronouncing Shebler all year. So for the three people that have been listening to me all year, I finally can get it right against John Lackey. You can't go wrong there. All of which are related to you, I'm pretty sure, right? Uh, no, Those actually. Three people? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's, it's all good. Yeah, but if you mentioned Duvall. I like Duvall a lot against John Lackey. And still, for some reason, Todd, don't know why, not sure why. You know, look, if he's in the lineup and he's starting tonight, Cameron Mabin at 2,300 against Tyson Ross, I think we can get behind that as well. Yeah, yeah, Chris Davis against Ubaldo as well. Talk about dumpster fires. But, yeah, Chris Davis doesn't care if lefty right. He just doesn't care. Ubaldo is equally philanthropic to both sides of the plate. So I love that about him. I love that he's just the <laughs> gift that keeps on giving year after year after year, and he still has a job. You know, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And they say fantasy experts are overrated. Ha! <laughs> Something like that. You can follow him on Twitter at Todd Zola. You can follow me at Joe Pizapia. For everybody here at Rotowire, have a great night of Daily Fantasy. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. 
They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com 